Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us on the Weekly Standard is Bill Crystal, who's bringing you all of the news that North Korean dictators allow him to present. And we really appreciate that openness, Bill. You know, I was going to ask whether we had permission from North Korea. Did you personally get permission to have this conversation He's, with me? We have a note waiting for me. He's still playing Pong on the okay. latest video game they have there. He's hoping to upgrade to Atari for Christmas. It, it is, it's laughable, laugh. and it's laugh. tragic, it's and it's yeah, horrible. I mean, it's really pathetic, you know. You know, I worked I worked with your uh, your uh, cohort there, Jonathan V. Last, on this new book, The Seven Deadly Virtues, and they asked me to write about courage. And the, to me, that is the singular missing virtue in America because they all, none of them work without that battery behind it. And if you want to see just how craven we are, from the corporate people at the top to the government, where my understanding is they were approving this movie, you know, they they reviewed the movie bill, you know, to, so the State Department was actually involved, down to the average citizen who's cowering by his sofa, going, "I don't want to go to the movies on Christmas. The North Koreans might get me." Jeez, we are all just terrified. Yeah, I, I worry that we are. You know, I posted something yesterday quoting Solzhenitsyn's wonderful words in 1978 on the the decline of civic courage and how that's uh, such a terrifying thing to see in the West and how, how uh, what a dangerous sort of omen it is. Now, the good news, I guess, is the Solzhenitsyn saw that in 78. We kind of pulled it together and right. won the Cold War. We've done some pretty impressive things since then. But um, I, I do blame government the most. I mean, it's hard for a corporation to have it on its sort of back that it's, you know, could be putting on something where people are going to get killed, and obviously corporations can't really fight terrorism and uh, sponsored by foreign governments, and movie theaters aren't set up to do that. This is why we have a government. I mean, we have a government, so when a foreign government threatens Americans, whether it's American corporations or American citizens or any Americans, that's, the government is supposed to say, wait a second, you touch an Ameri- the hair on an American's head, and you guys are out of business, and you, the North Korean government will be no more. And if the American president had said that, it wouldn't really matter whether, you know, Saudi's own decision-making or whether theater owners were terrified that they would have a drop of revenues on their most uh, you know, lucrative week of the year, uh, because even if people weren't going to this movie, they'd be scared that the whole movie theater would get blown up right. and go to another movie. I mean, that's the way corporations think, better or worse. But that reason we have a government is to say, no, I'm sorry. And, and that silence of Obama on this I find astounding, and I'm a little astounded by the lack of people including Republicans, uh, criticizing Obama on this. Cuba, fine, I'm happy to criticize him on that, too. But this is worse, actually. This is, Cuba is a policy question. I don't like what he did. I don't like the way he did it. This is worse than a policy. This is much more than a policy question. And it is interesting that if you had a foreign government send agents to the U.S. to, say, attack a building, you know, attack Sony headquarters or a, you know, a, co- a corporate headquarters. That we would obviously soldiers would go, you know, be in, you know, motiv- yeah, mobilized. Yes. No, yeah, no one would say, well, hey, Sony has security. What's what's the problem? Right. Why don't the security guards clean it up? There is no expectation that this White House will do anything meaningful. No, I mean it's really appalling, and the, the idea that the president didn't say right away. A, we're going to stop them from doing anything. If they even think of doing anything, they're finished as a regime. And C, I'm going to the movie theater on Christmas Day. And he could have said, I don't really want to see this goofy movie. It doesn't sound that great. I'm going to go to some fancy, artsy movie sure. for my taste. But you know what? I'll be in the next cinema over in the Cinemaplex, and, and I'm going to be there on Christmas Day. And instead, he, you know, he hasn't really said anything, I guess, to my knowledge, except telling people sort of vaguely to go to the movies. Uh, now his FBI, I guess, the FBI has said it was a North Korean hack of Sony. Uh, presumably the threats, I guess, aren't, the threats were pretty much endorsed by the North Korean government, right? So it really is a governmental type thing. 
maybe we could at least put them back on the State Department's uh, uh, sponsor a, a list of uh, uh, state sponsors of terrorism. Would that be too much to ask? I mean, it's really been pitiful, the administration's response. But I, I agree with you also what you said at the beginning. It's a little upsetting just in general how little of a sort of civic response there has been mm. to this kind of amazing thing, a movie being pulled. I mean, it's a stupid movie and all that, but still a movie being pulled? I mean, is that, isn't this yeah. kind of what America is about, that we don't get let foreign governments tell us what we want to watch, uh, listen to, or read? Uh, Alan Dershowitz said that the head of North Korea is able to do something that the head of the United States is not able to do, which is get a movie pulled from our theaters based on content. And that's a chilling thought. But I'm, I think that something that's been eroding in the United States for, for years now is this kind of who the heck are you attitude that we used to have of who are you to tell me? In fact, the fact you're telling me not to do it means I'm going to do it twice. There used to be that kind of notion that the premise that someone would treat me this way was in and of itself so unacceptable that we would act. And now, if you go to the theaters this uh, this uh, Christmas Day, Bill, you know, you see Theater One's going to be the new movie Unbroken, and then Theater Two is going to be Sony's We're Broken! We're Broken! Please, just do whatever you want to to us. That's what we're going to have. I think there is sort of, the, though, I think the public senses this, if you look around online, and you know, and uh, there's a lot of making fun of, of uh, the government, our government, but also making fun of ourselves almost. You know, North Korea right. approved movies on Christmas Day and, and so forth. So yeah, that's a good sign that people at least see the ridiculousness of it, but we need to stand up to it. But really, in practice, the people who need to stand up for it are the, you know, the government, the executive branch. We'll see what happens. I mean, now that it's pretty well established that this was a North Korean hack of a, I mean, it's, I guess it's not an American company exactly, but right. a company with huge uh, assets in America, a huge number of American citizens working for it. And we could all laugh about the gossipy stuff about these actors and, and all that. But this is not a trivial matter. And, 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 and now the kind of the bludgeoning uh, uh, them not to show the movie really does make it a serious matter. So, no, but it is, it is, uh, it is and it's part of a, someone else I made the point that, you know, why are we surprised that, that, that Sony caved and the theaters caved and Obama's saying nothing? Look at the way our university administrators cave when there's some tiny number of students who want sure. to disrupt a speaker or don't like a commencement speaker, and they disinvite the commencement speaker. There is a genuine, a general decline in willingness to stand up and fight for our freedoms that really is worrisome. I agree with that. And it's so disturbing. One of the things that happened on Friday is a victory lap by the hackers, these so-called guardians of peace, who told Sony, you did the right thing. But we're still watching you. So now we have to watch these thugs take a victory lap. It's incredibly distressing. Uh, I want to ask, though, about how Maybe these... one of those drones we have could actually, <laughs> like, find those guardians of peace and make well, the guardians of, you know... Come on. I just, I cannot believe... Not, not around anymore, guardians of peace, you know? I can't believe that we are losing a technological battle with North Korea. Sony makes a product I can watch on my Kindle Fire. North Korea's high-tech op, uh, uh, you know, device is fire. That's it. And they're beating us on the interwebs. This is humiliating. No, it isn't. Also, it's a good kind of, you know, uh, the, the international relations theorists, like, we're the we're soft power. Soft power right. is the flavor of the month. We have all that great soft power, but it turns out, you know what? Hard power trumps soft power. And if, if, if some ruthless dictator, even if he's kind of a clown or his country mm -hmm. is a pathetic basket case, if he's willing to threaten the use of force killing people, a lot of all that soft power goes away very quickly. One last uh, uh, part of this, and that is how to move forward. Uh, there's uh, some terrific uh, work in the Weekly Standard this week about 
the kind of the, the knee jerk appeasement of the Obama administration. We never met a dictator that we wouldn't you know, somehow find a way to make happier. Uh, is this an opportunity in all of these stories from North Korea to Iran to uh, Cuba for the Republicans, do you think, to simply not not even you don't have to be bellicose. You just have to be un not bellicose, I guess, is the horribly formed word I'm choosing. Is there is there a chance here for Republicans to be the restore America's standing party as they as Re- Reagan was in 1980? Yeah, very much so, I think. And I think with this uh, North Korea thing, it also brings home sort of the effects at home of having this weakness abroad and this impression and unfortunately correct impression of how weak we are uh, abroad, that it has real effects on our lives. And it's ultimately would have effects on our economy and everything else, obviously, and on our freedoms. And so it allows the Republican Party to be the party of strength, uh, the party of sound foreign policy, but really the party of freedom in a very concrete sense, you know, and whether that's freedom of people to teach what they want on college campuses and journalists to write what they want and not be uh, harassed and, 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 uh, and then the freedom to obviously see the movies you want to see and, and the broader case for freedom in the world, trying to stand up to help people abroad, fighting for their freedoms. Uh, I think it really is a moment for conservatism and for the Republican Party. And the good news, I think, is that it's a clarifying moment. We really see now where these progressive policies lead. And I've got to think most Americans don't, don't want to be in that place. I agree. And when George Clooney goes throughout Hollywood asking people to sign a statement with him in support of their rights and not a single Hollywood person will sign it, that shows you the testicular fortitude of the Hollywood left. They love taking on enemies that are long gone, you know, the 1960s racists of the South. But when it really matters, Bill, they are just not there. Yeah, no, they love taking on the House Un-American Activities Committee yeah. from 1953 <laughs> exactly. in, in some, you know, <laughs> mythical way at the Oscars. And then when it comes to actually yeah. uh, standing up um, for artistic freedom, for intellectual freedom, for freedom of speech, yeah, they aren't anywhere to be found. That is a great a great role for conservatives and Republicans to play, though. Uh, Bill Crystal, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, my pleasure. Mike. Wait, I'm sorry. I just got a message from Kim Jong-il. We will not, alas, be talking exactly. to you soon. Well, that was fun. This is... Exactly. <laughs> you laugh, but should we, should we laugh or should we cry? A, a little bit of both. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.